Hey everyone, welcome in to another daily editorial here on the KE Report. In this daily editorial, we are introducing a new company to the show. However, it was already intro to everybody from Brian Lenny, founder and editor of the Junior Stock Review website. That happened just a couple weeks ago, mid-October. Brian shared what he liked about this company, and now we followed up with the company to bring on management, dive a bit more into some of the nuances and some of the fundamentals of the company. We are introducing Origin Royalties, traded on the TSX Venture Exchange under the symbol OGN, and on the OTCQX under the symbol OGNRF. Now, Shad and I are chatting with two members of the management team here. First, Patty Nickel, president and CEO of Origin, and also Marco Locascio, vice president of corporate development. Just to bring everybody up to speed, Origin Royalties, obviously a royalty company, but it's more of a hybrid company here, a royalty company as well as a prospect generator. Company came together mid last year, August 2020, as a combination between Evram and Renaissance. Now, guys, let's dive into some of the key royalties here. In total, the company has 11 royalties. We're going to start off with some of the, at least right now, higher value royalties. Now, Patty, let's start off by talking about the Ermitanio royalty. Please give us a little background on this project that is owned and run by First Majestic Silver, please. Okay, well, great, uh, Corey. Thanks. Thanks for having us uh, here today. Um, okay, so jumping into the Ermitanio West deposit, this is a, a project that the company generated back, oh, probably in the early 2010s. This was a joint venture between uh, Everm at the time and First Majestic, who made a discovery on what is now called today the Ermitanio West deposit. The deposit in question is epithermal gold target. We're located in Sonora, Mexico, within what they call the Rio Sonora Valley. So within this valley, you've got the Santa Elena mine, which is operated by First Majestic. You've got um, the Mercedes mine, which is being operated by uh, Equinox Gold now. You've got Las Chispas deposit, which has been developed by the Silvercrest people. And now you've got the Ermitaño West deposit, which in total today is approximately 1.1 million ounces. This has been developed, I would say, fast-tracked over the past five years now. First Majestic, the, the team there has done a fantastic job of getting this from discovery into a point at which we're about to uh, start it on production. So we expect to have production coming in the next few months. This is from First Majestic's disclosure they've recently put out. project lies about four kilometers from the Santa Elena processing facility, and so the development of the underground deposit has gone on very well over the past year. They have been stockpiling ore on surface. There are currently it's about 45,000 tons of ore that grades about four grams per ton gold and 59,000 ounces of silver. That's about 41 grams per ton silver, about 5,800 ounces of gold sitting on surface. And that will go into, as I mentioned, production over the coming months. There is a pre-feasibility that's coming as well, and we expect that to be due in the fourth quarter of, of this year. So, you know, it's it's right on the cusp of providing cash flow for Origin, which I think is really exciting. And, you know, the one thing that we're excited to be able to share with the shareholders is sort of the economics. This has been one of the things about Origin's royalty assets is that we know they're fantastic assets. We know they have a lot of potential long-term paying royalties, but 
we have not been able to put the economics to these deposits until recently. So we're looking forward to having that come out by the end of this year. So Marco, let's bring you in here quickly. And just a quick follow-up on this Ermitanio royalty. Pre-feasibility coming Q4. It sounds like production, even some cash flow starting next year. What's going to be critical to watch for investors as this royalty advances, let's say, past that pre-feasibility? Absolutely. I think two key things to, to focus on. One would be the ramp up of production from the Ermitanio West deposit. There are a couple of years of mine life left at Santa Elena. And while they're still mining at Santa Elena, uh, the mill will be processing ore from both mines. And uh, at some point in a couple of years, we expect the mill to transition to processing only ore from Ermitanio. And, and therefore, we should see a step up in production that is uh, subject to our royalty. In addition to that, Patty mentioned the very fast timeline from discovery to production here. And one of the results of that is that First Majestic has been primarily focused on delineating and proving out the Ermitanio West deposit. We have a large land package that is underexplored at this point, and we know that they're active uh, on that package already, and uh, we're optimistic about uh, future discoveries on the Ermitanio property as First Majestic step away from Ermitanio West and, and see what else is on the land package there. Okay, guys, well, let's shift over to the next royalty, and that's the Silicon royalty. Patty, I'll turn this one over to you. You have a 1% royalty on a project owned by Anglo Gold Ashanti. Uh, this is in that Southwest Nevada volcanic gold field, and they just recently purchased Corvus, showing the market, I guess, tipping their hand a little bit, that this seems to be a substantial project they have at Silicon, and that's why they wanted to grab Corvus into the fold, so to speak. Tell us about this royalty and what you're looking at as far as this playing into an important role in the company's future. Well, yeah, it's 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 a longer-term uh, asset. Obviously, Ermitanio's uh, today. Um, this is for the next uh, few years down the road. The exciting thing for me is, is that you know, Anglo has been active here for pretty well four years now um, since the joint venture was established uh, by with the Renaissance team back in 2017. Um, they've drilled, uh, I think now in excess of 70,000 meters in on Silicon, the Merlin zone and the greater area. So the, the interesting part of that is Anglo Gold hasn't released any drill results. So we've all been waiting for, for a while now to see what uh, has gone on, but we take comfort in knowing that they are very busy down there and they feel even better about the fact that they just put up $450 million to acquire Corvus, whose ground sits basically all around the silicon claim block uh, and especially to the south where Corvus, up until the point of acquisition, was announcing some great drill results of what they call the, the Linda Strip area. And so, you know, you're you're seeing finally now some public disclosure coming from Anglo Gold Ashanti that talks about sort of the development of the region. They talk about the fact that there's potential for a significant oxide ore bodies at depth at both silicon and merlin, and as well as additional sulfide potential um, at silicon at, at depth. And so they are drilling consistently, and they've got a number of rigs on the project. I don't know exactly how many, but they do have a lot. They will be drilling right up until the end of December this year, at which point they will publish their first resource. I'm guessing that that resource is going to come in Q1 of 2022. Um, so we're very excited. So this will be the first time we get a bit of a, a view on what's going on in terms of you know, exploration, 
Uh, we get to see some numbers and, you know, potentially we'll be able to do some early stage, you know, get some early stage understanding of, of where they're at with the project. AngloGold also talks about production scenario that starts off with Corvus's assets in the next three to four years, which is very promising. And, and I believe that's partly because they're an advanced stage with some of the permitting aspects of Corvus's um, assets. But then they talk about the development of both Silicon and Merlin to follow after that. So there is, you know, a light on the horizon with the development of these assets. And, you know, we're, we're obviously being a, a passive royalty holder. We're just we're sitting back and watching this. But as time goes on, the value of this royalty will start to crystallize. Okay, so at least in terms of these high value royalties or Metanio, it seems like that'll be first to cash flow Silicon. Still will take a bit of time to work through that process, but it is in a very attractive area and owned by a major, so that helps. Let's talk about some of the other royalties here, guys. Just We won't have time to get into all other nine of the royalties, as I mentioned, 11 royalties in total, but any of these other nine royalties that you can highlight for us that speaks to the overall strategy and some of the future, let's say, blue sky potential here in the company? Sure. You know, the, the other royalties that we have speaks to the sort of the business of, of Origin as being a prospect generator. All these projects have been vended into partners' hands and they are sort of carrying the ball the rest of the way. I think of significance and more more recently that's taken place in the in the press uh, too, which we can talk about is Kodiak uh, Copper. I'm sure some of your, your listeners might be familiar with that. This is a uh, copper uh, gold Porphyry in south-central British Columbia, sort of in the area of the uh, Afton, Ajax, uh, Copper Mountain area. Uh, this discovery was made a couple of years back on what they call the MPD project. It's the gate zone. We have what we call the Axe project, which sits immediately south of the MPD project. It's on the same structural trend. Uh, it has the same geochemical uh, features on surface. It has a very similar geophysical signature at depth. Kodiak team's done a fantastic job of, of developing the gate zone. They, they've had a pretty substantial drilling program this year. Um, I think a hole they just announced recently was 105-meter intercept, grading a half a percent copper and 0.39 grams per ton gold within a broader sort of 500-meter interval of 0.37% copper, 0.15 grams per ton gold. And so the AXE project, as I mentioned, in, what, in particular what we call the 15-16 zone, sits on the same structural trend. And the Kodiak people have been stepping southwards towards the project, and they've indicated in their last presentation that they'll be drilling axe sometime in 2022. So we're very excited about that. Uh, the other royalty that's uh, making a bit of press is what we call the, our Camaro royalty. This is located, again, in Sonora, Mexico, not far from where we have uh, Ermitaño, and we hold a 1% NSR on this project. The operator on the project is Heliostar. And they made a, a interesting discovery. It's a vein target which sits surrounding. They're surrounded by Silvercrest and their Picacho project, but 10.3 grams per ton gold over five meters, 11 and a half grams per ton gold, and, and 125 grams per ton silver over 1.75 meters. So there's a number of these these channel samples that they've done. The target has never been drilled, and so Heliostar is in the midst of raising some cash that they'll be drilling this project. I've heard in their in their public disclosure, seen their public disclosure, uh, 2,500 to 3,000 meters of drilling on the project. So we're we're excited to uh, see where where that goes in in the coming months. I failed to mention that that we have a two percent NSR on the Axe project as well. 
Well, those are some uh, good companies to follow along with, Patty. We also follow along with both Kodiak and Heliostar pretty closely here and have Claudia and Charles Funk on the show quite often. Just turning it over to you, Marco, maybe just share with us that you guys also had the recent spin out um, of the Ball Creek project uh, up in the Golden Triangle, and you were able to retain a a net smelter royalty on that. Just uh, walk us through what the progress and process was there. Yeah, sure. And and to be clear, this is uh, the intention is to spin out uh, Ball Creek into a new company that We've announced that to the market, uh, that that process will play out over the next few months and, and should wrap up by early next year. The uh, Ball Creek project is a really interesting one um, up in the Golden Triangle. It's a large land package, and we've had a few partners on the property who, for one reason or another, haven't been able to um, really marshal adequate capital and attention to that property. And so we put together this spin-out idea to make sure that we can see enough attention and enough money directed to the property to give it the the chance it deserves. And so uh, we're in the process of putting together a management team and finding cornerstone investors uh, to um, come in on on the IPO of of that new company. And um, we're aiming to raise about eight to $10 million to fund a couple years of exploration on the property. Origin will retain a royalty on Ball Creek uh, as well as uh, an equity stake, you know, the numbers still need to be finalized depending on on how the IPO comes together. But uh, we should have a meaningful equity stake in uh, the new co, some of which will be dividended out to origin shareholders. So from a shareholder perspective, you'd end up getting shares in the new co for that direct exposure, as well as having exposure through origin to the royalty and uh, the equity that we keep on our balance sheet. All right, Patty, let's just get a quick background on you then. Talking about management here at Origin, please give our listeners a little insight into what you've done in the past, especially in terms of the resource sector. Sure. Okay. Well, I, I in the resource sector, it's, it's pretty easy. I've spent the past 25 years in it. So um, I've managed a number of, of uh, junior exploration companies uh, up and down the Western Cordillera of North America. Um, a lot of time was spent up in the Golden Triangle. Um, and also in, in central British Columbia, uh, worked on projects such as um, uh, the Ajax deposit, uh, worked up in Alaska on what we call the Niblack uh, VMS deposit, um, worked with Spanish Mountain Gold, um, Abacus Mining, Red Star Gold. In fact, we were part of the team that brought uh, the Unga project way back uh, in 2010, uh, which is now uh, owned by Heliostar. Um, and so, you know, I've used that that experience uh, network of contacts throughout the industries and, and started uh, Everum back in 2010 as a prospect generator. So utilizing a lot of those business relationships and turn that into a prospect generator company, which ran, uh, I would say, fairly successfully over the past 10 years, despite the fact it was a you know darker time in the mining business. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a, 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 a interesting um, you know career, but uh, totally steeped within the uh, uh, resource sector. Marco, just remind us real quick, what kind of cash in the bank the, co- the company has in its treasury uh, and if there's any money expected to come in through warrants? Sure. Um, so we have about $9 million in cash and roughly another million dollars in, in equities um, on our balance sheet. So reasonably well-funded. As, as we mentioned earlier, uh, the cash flow from Ermitano is, is going to start coming in shortly here and and uh that'll obviously really help uh, offset the the corporate overhead and and 
costs we incur on the prospect generation side. In terms of warrants, we have... It's probably about $4 million that would come in from the warrants. Four and a half to $5 million. Perfect. Guys, let's also talk about share structure then, because shares outstanding, right around $177 million on a fully diluted basis, $205 million. You guys have a pretty nice split of where the shares are held. Retail holds about 62%, and then some other well-known shareholders are in this company. Can you, Patty, please take us through some of these key shareholders and some of the more well-known shareholders as well, please? Sure. Well, our largest shareholder is is Altius Minerals. Um, and I'm sure, again, a lot of your, your listeners have, have heard of, of Altius. I would say they were um, they're one of the, the you know, preeminent mid-sized royalty companies around. Um, they have uh, were once a prospect generator, just like um, Origin is, and have built their their uh, company into now a royalty company and uh, you know a very dynamic and well-managed royalty company at that. Um, so they hold about 15% of the company. Um, they are very supportive of our activities and in, in what what we're doing today. Um, the other one is Adrian Day Asset Management. Um, Adrian's been a, a great supporter, not only from the prospect generation side of the business where he you know, first got involved uh, with the company, but also now with being in the royalty space. And so, you know, I think between a number of his, his fund and his account, he probably holds also 14 to 15% of the company. Um, so you're seeing two individuals there or two groups there that, that hold a, a big chunk of origin stock. Um, I would say that the third big one is is obviously um, the Sprott Group, uh, and I would specifically say the Sprott Group out of San Diego. We've had a long association, whether it's through you know Rick Rule and, and the team down there or through others, but um, we've had a fairly loyal following over a, a you know, number of years, and um, it's always good to go down to San Diego and spend some time with them to, to introduce them, but to introduce you know new new things that are going on in the company but they probably collectively hold about 10 plus percent as well. Okay, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. If anybody has any follow-up questions for Patty or Marco, please email us either fleck at kereport.com or shad at kereport.com. We will get those questions answered for you, and we will also follow up as some of these royalties and some of the other projects that the company holds move forward and progress depending on when the news is released. So, Patty... Marco, thanks again for your time. Keep us up to date on future news. Thank you, guys. Appreciate the time.